listen and share and to participate and more than anything else to spread what they have learned to others that your word might keep growing in the hearts of your people and that new people may be converted to your ways become followers of Christ and continue to learn that they in turn will share their blessings of learning through Bible study and encouraging others and causing others to be saved that they in turn again over and over this is repeated uh, to other people, even all over the world, just as your word would have us to do. And we pray these great blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Once again, we thank you for joining us tonight. We are going to be breaking in the month of June. In a couple of weeks, uh, our last class will be the 16th of June, and then we'll come back uh, early in September. But what a wonderful run this has been, sharing the life of David, how blessed we have been for it and by it. And tonight I want us to look at chapter 8 of second second samuel chapter 8 second samuel chapter 8 as we share some more thoughts some more thoughts regarding the life of david amen and how it applies to us and to others even those that we share relationship with amen amen second samuel chapter eight i wanted to, uh, to share with you right off the bat that david been through a lot came through a lot we have been speaking about the fact that he was able to bring the Ark of the Covenant, you know, that chest, that box that kept the tablets of the Ten Commandments and uh, representing the presence of God. But of course, as we shared, he was not allowed to build a, uh, a temple um, in order, you know, God didn't give him that privilege. We share though very quickly, we share that our God blessed him in so many, many, many ways. And we thought about the fact that his relationship with God, and we share this relationship also with God, uh, David being a prefigure, a prefigure of Christ. We have this everlasting relationship with God as we see that David was promised by God. And we can see clearly how David relates to, to people all over the world. 
the followers of Christ, the followers of Judaism, or others, how high he is placed. Well, he's just about the highest person apart from Jesus of the sheer relationship with God. And we also quickly, as I go through this, share the fact that, you know, this relationship could, could be seen in the, the fact that the, this temple that was built by Solomon his son was eventually destroyed. There was another temple built in the time when they came back out of um, captivity, the Babylonian captivity. Uh, the Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel temple it is known as, although it's not spoken about a lot. And definitely Herod the Great, Herod the Builder in the time of Jesus, that temple was eventually destroyed um, um, about 70 years after the birth of Christ, about 30 years after his, about, you know, 40 years or so after the, the death of Jesus, a little less than that. So all three temp, uh, all three buildings, all three temples, uh, didn't last. And um, if you have the blessing to go to Jerusalem today, to go to Israel today, the one wall, one a part of one wall of the last temple, uh, the one during the time of David, uh, Jesus rather, that is standing, uh, it's called a Wailing Wall. I'm sure you've heard a lot about that. And Jesus actually predicted that the building, that the physical building would not last. What lasted was and still is last in today's relationship that we have with God, which is depicted, as I said before, through the relationship that David had with God, uh, which was promised to him would be everlasting. And of course, all of that comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Now that's not to say that the physical place is not important, but, you know, and God certainly said, that, you know, I can use a place to to uh, to be worshipped. But um, I think it's clear to everyone and probably it's clear to all of us that um, what God values most is our relationship with him, even if there is a physical building. So a physical building does not replace our relationship with God, but it certainly enhances it. It helps to promote and and to convert people, promote the, 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 the very relationship that we have with God, uh, bring and draw others to God. And um, as the New Testament, uh, so aptly put it, certainly encourage a fellowship of God's people, which become very, very, very important in the world.
us pray on this and think on this. First point I'd like to share with you tonight is very, so now David is very successful. And he is the king of all of Israel. And when we look at chapter 8, it's clear that because David became very successful, that what it indicated that his challenges didn't stop. In other words, David was an, an outcast one day, literally the next day he became the king of all of Israel. Then the following day, all his challenges, all his problems, just like us, all, 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 all obstacles. Everybody just bowed down before David, gave up their souls, so to speak, came and made peace with him, all the enemy countries, and that was it. And so there's a lesson here to be learned. After God has fulfilled great promises to us, and he will, it doesn't mean that our difficulties, our obstacles, our challenges are going to go away. Uh, they will still be there most of the times, I believe. And they're there for, um, I think, for at least a couple of reasons. One, we need to, in building our relationship, this everlasting relationship with God, always need to appreciate God, uh, the victory that God has given us, um, and the efforts that God expects us to play in it. So it wasn't a matter of now of everything falling in the lap of David, so to speak. Uh, every day was sunshine. There were storms too. There were, there were difficulties too. And every time I believe that David encountered challenges uh, after he became fully king of all of Israel, I'm sure he turned to God, relied on God, and understood from whence came his help. So it's, it's a, it becomes a learning experience for us. And point number two, it helps us never to forget where we came from, what God has brought us through, and that it is God who is sustaining us. So, uh, sometimes as believers, we get, you know, this kind of pie in the sky, this kind of a fanciful idea that I 
accept Jesus Christ and start doing the things that God would have me to do. And all I have to do now is sit down on the couch. I am exaggerating, of course. And everything would just come my way. And all those things are always going to be peaceful and rosy and great. Uh, but like I pointed out to you, we can see from the life of David that didn't happen that way. But yet, look at the great news in all of this. Ah, David, look at verse 3. Well, verse 2. Verse 1. God gave David great victories over all his enemies. I want to put it another way. The challenges still exist. In a way, probably more than before. Now he probably has more enemies who are trying to take him off the throne. And let us not kid ourselves. Lots of times when blessings come our way, people become envious, people become rebellious, even among our friends, and God forbid our families. But look at the joy in all of this. David defeated and subdued the Philistine by conquering Gath. Verse number one. Something that Saul and the Israelites never dreamed of. If they just subdued and kept the Philistines in line, they were quite happy. But now, David is given victory over all the Philistines, over the people and the land of Moab. Verse 2, a very formidable people. Uh, he's given victory over the, 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 the king of Zobah. He's given control and march out to strength and control over the Euphrates River all the way up in Mesopotamia. David has strength, military strength, conquering strength victorious strength and defeated large animal, animal uh, enemies, armies, large armies, armies of hundred chariots, defeated the Arameans, he defeated the people in the last garrisons of Damascus, that's Syria. 
And so the Bible said the Lord made David victorious wherever he went. You can read all the different places. And how David was victorious in all those battles. So, what am I saying? The challenges came, the threat came, the strong armies came, but David was victorious in all his battles. And that's what the Lord will do for us after he blesses us. We just don't sit down on our hands. Our problems just don't go away. But the good news is that God gives us the victory over all our adversities. Listen to this. Before the battles that David was fighting, even during the time of Saul, were local battles, local armies, the Philistines, and so forth. Now, the great armies up to the places of Iraq and Iran, today's Iraq and Iran, are fighting against David. They are afraid now of this new kingdom of Israel, the blessings that God has given to the Israelites and David. God is delivering them and giving them the victory and giving David the victory over all his enemies. And so he will do for us. So don't despair. If more challenges come to you while God is blessing you, Remember, God is going to protect the blessings that he has given you. And if you keep praying to God and serving God like David, you will destroy all the problems, all the obstacles, all the impediments, all the walls, everything that is placed against you you shall have the victory. Isn't God good? Isn't he? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. We're not we're not running away. Yeah. We're not running away for uh, from our battles. Because God is there to give us the victory. Amen. Amen.